0: Listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. If what you see contradicts your narrative, there tends not to be an overreaction. And each individual looks at these games differently, but if it confirms your narrative, then there the overreaction is double. And we've been waiting for Kansas City to to, to have a good game. Listen, in the last twenty-one games. Now there's only 16 games, you know, up until last, this year in the regular season. So this is a year and a quarter of games. They're 4-16 and one against the spread. So think about that. For every winner, there's been four losers. So think of it like this: winner, loser, 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 loser. loser. Winner, loser, 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 loser. And it happens two more times like that on the extended edition of the show. You'll hear that, but we're cutting it out here. <laughs> it's the director's cut. All right, one more time. L- winner, loser, 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 loser. Now, at what point are we going to say, that's not so good? Someone call that 20%. <laughs> and I saw you, your lips moving. Were you trying to calculate I, that? I was head? trying
0: to reach your calculator uh, over there. I couldn't reach it, I so mean, I had to do it on listen. my own. You can
1: use my calculator anytime you want. <laughs> There we go. And I was right,
0: right. 20%. Correct.
1: So what is it about this game that's any different or better than any other team that has these disparate results? Meaning good and bad. Usually a team that's 500 is good, then bad, then good, then bad. Not good, then bad, 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 bad. So
0: how how is this result for the Chiefs make them any more good than the Cowboys last week makes them the worst team in the league?
1: Or Jacksonville last week right. making them good. Now you've got a theory which I think there's some disputes about, but let's go over it because there's gonna be two ways that this game is gonna be looked at in a technical sense, in an X's and an O sense. One way is gonna be, yeah, look, finally they figured it out. They threw to the linebacker, or I'm sorry, threw to the running backs. The other's gonna be the Raiders really didn't use the recipe these other teams have been using. Why don't you explain your – and again, not that there's any super correct answer right now. We're speculating, but you've got some thoughts.
0: Yeah, I thought that the, the Raiders did not use the recipe that they that has been sort of the go-to lately. And explain that. Which is playing a cover two – like two high safeties and basically preventing big plays over the top where both safeties play in zone coverage, your corners play in man.
1: And I, I think that's the key distinction because the Raiders did what? They
0: played a cover three, which in cover three, your corners both fall into zone coverage coverage, your free safety covers the middle of the field zone, and your strong safety is sort of a a rover playing against tight ends, playing against running back passes, playing the interior of the field, which you would have thought Maybe they're trying to take that away, but that hasn't been the problem for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs actually had more success. We've been say, I've been saying they need to start taking underneath stuff because that's the way to beat cover two. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders did them some – in a way, they did the old Chiefs a favor, but the Chiefs did what I've been saying they should do against cover two. They threw ten times okay, to the running back. So,
1: so let's think about that a second. If we're saying there's one thing that the league's been doing generally – And the Giants actually, by the accounts I hear, took that a few weeks ago, took that and and went even further with it, disguised a few things, and it made it even a more advanced kind of way to um, make them throw short. But now you're saying, well, the Raiders are going to not go man-to-man. And you mentioned that the yards after catch, as some call yak, were as good for KC as any but one team this entire year?
0: Second most all season, second most in the Mahomes era,
1: 254 yards. So isn't that interesting that maybe Mahomes, because what's been the gripe about Mahomes is he's impatient. It's come easy for him, and he's not willing to matriculate the ball down the field. He wants to get the big chunks. The fact they had more yak than any team but one the entire season – in this game, tells me the scheme the Raiders were running made Mahomes feel like those short throws weren't necessarily going to be short, meaning they could be big plays after. They and, could
0: blow something up.
1: And it's not I don't think it's coincidental that that happened. Or maybe it was just the first couple. There was a nice after-catch the uh, catch run, and it was like, OK, huh, this could work. I don't know. But man, when I hear that teams are doing something very specific and a team struggling with it, And then another team that, let's be candid, is very set in their ways. That Raiders DC, pretty set in his ways. And my recollection is, Mackenzie, you might have some insight into this. This is like the old Seattle Cover 3 more than this Cover 2 idea, where the Seattle D that has kind of gone out of favor, though Dallas has adopted some of it now with Quinn and now the Raiders – it, to me, the idea of that being the same as the cover two and just let them throw in front of them—that doesn't feel right to me. I feel like this was an aberration, this was an exception. Raiders came at it differently, and quite frankly, it it, came it, it, wrong. it bombed. Yeah. Uh, any insight into these defenses, McKenzie? Mina Kimes was commenting that the cover three and the cover two have similarities.
0: Raiders play more cover three than anyone in the NFL. That Gus Bradley Seattle Seahawks C- C- system. The difference being on the outside, how physical are your corners? Cover two, you're playing man.
1: Cover exactly, three, which is given, done. which is given up the short passes. The theory is if you're rece- here's the thing, why wouldn't you play tight? Well, you won't play tight because you think the other team is going to be able to beat that, right? So you're afraid to play. I mean, most teams want Belichick wants to play man to man, every play if he could, because he likes the play. He doesn't want to give easy throws ever. But if the team's going to beat you man-to-man, you got to say, okay, you get something, you just don't get everything. Okay, so I get the idea the Raiders are saying, hey, let's just let them have the underneath. But maybe that's where the skill set is. When Mahomes sees them wide open, he throws to them, and now they're so good after the catch because they're so athletic in space. You go man-to-man, you might think, hey, you could get burnt. But Mahomes looks and sees, man, that seems tight. Maybe I'll go so. It just feels like this way you're making it where he can't do anything but throw short by by playing zone underneath. Why? I don't know. I'm not saying the Raiders should have changed because they do what they do. But I don't think this is repeatable for Kansas City if the teams do what everyone else has done, even the Ravens did prior to this. Closing thought.
0: I, I tend to agree with you, but I do think, and I'm not a believer in the Chiefs are back I will say, in the last three weeks, the Chiefs' defense has been different. Thirteen points a game allowed in the last three weeks. This is different than the disaster who have they
1: played. Giants, Packers, Raiders. Uh, the Packers. You want to say something to that? The Jordan Love led Packers. Okay. And accepting the fact that this game, you know, Carr was not, you know, however we want to describe. Listen, Carr was awful. You can just say. Okay. Hey, QBR fifty nine, but okay, fair enough. PFF sixty four, which is not good. That's below, like even entry level starter. But it's one game. But to me, the Raiders have had so much, I don't even want to call it drama, turmoil that, that, you know, obviously, I mean, think about it. In this entire year, what's been the two biggest off-the-field stories? Henry Ruggs and John Gruden. Yeah, in one team, in like nearly
0: successful— Maybe Aaron Rodgers has caught
1: him. <laughs> Uh, let's just okay. two of the three certainly. Okay, that's a big. St- I'll accept that. But let's just say this: that's going to be about new the nuisance of media attention. Yes, this is like life changing stuff. Yep. Right, you're, you're guys men- getting
0: fired. Guys, l- well, won-
1: not only fired, but this is your mentor. This is the person that was most associated with the Raiders is now disgraced. Right, and a guy like Carr who was, you know, felt. Some connection to him, it seems he's ripped away. Yeah, right. The, I mean, when do coaches leave middle of the year? They just don't, unless, the unless they are fired, going horribly. And what's the difference, right? Then you have one of your key players on the field, and Jackson obviously hasn't been able to replace the uh, you know, the uh, rugs and his ability to take the top off the defense. But then this is a guy that you've been a brothers in arms with for a year and a half now, and there's a good chance he's going to go to jail for decades. Lost his life. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, his livelihood, certainly. Well, and and probably his freedom. I mean, we're not, you know, just speculation here, but by all accounts, that's likely. Yep. Now, the fact that they didn't react horribly to that immediately, maybe it was kind of like, post-traumatic, it's like, hey, we're going to go through the motions, and at one point it's going to hit you. Like, what's going on here? I don't know. Or it could just be randomness. But I'm telling you, this win was impressive, but man, if you look at the last, any period of games, 4, 8, 21, Kansas City hasn't been good. They've been average, slightly above average at best. Now, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't be scared crapless if I was in the AFC, and I was a playoff team, and they made the playoffs. I'd want no part of Kansas City because their upside is gigantic. The question is, can they win four or uh one, two, four straight games, right? Because they won't get no a buy, no. no chance. So can they win four straight games? They haven't played, they've won they they've covered four games of the last 21. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna win four in a row.
0: As someone who likes to fade the public in the NFL. Do you think that the perception of that the Chiefs are back is going to be something that's exploitable this weekend?
1: You know something? It's a great question. So let's look at the line in the Dallas-Kansas City game, which is next week. All right, And this game is in Kansas City. Okay, summer line was Dallas a 7.5-point underdog in the game. So over a touchdown before the season started. The look-ahead line was Kansas City favored by 2.5. So, home field is two and a half, maybe two now. Kansas City gets two and a half, probably. So, they're saying these are even teams. And now the line is two and a half. So, from the look ahead, well, what happened? Dallas looked great. Dominated as well, yeah. Right? And Kansas City looked great. I still think it's exploitable because if you look at this season, who could say that Kansas City's as good as Dallas? No one. The only thing I hate about this is Dallas – is a team I'm looking to fade. I think their defense is really overrated, hugely. And and having a bit let's just say this, whoever wins of this in this game, I'm looking to fade next week. But I'm not sure. I still want to play Dallas, but maybe this will give me a chance to see Kansas or I'm Kansas City one more week. Let's hope they win by like six and get lucky. <laughs> and I look to fade them the next week. I, I just don't see if it was as easy as what we saw last night. Why did it take him so long to do this? That's
0: that's the question that is hard to answer.
1: I, I think it's it's hard to answer because there is no answer. Yeah.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's take a look at these these top teams in the NFL and the, the top 10 teams in the Super Bowl odds and where they've stumbled this season. And we'll start with the favorite, the Buffalo Bills, who are 6-1 to one now two weeks ago, losing by three to the previous one-win Jags.
1: All right, so, I mean, we don't have to say much there, do we? Embarrassing. One loss. of the worst losses of the season. So the theory of what we're doing here is pretty simple. We're trying to say... Who is reliable? Who is consistent? Because typically, some of these losses are the type of losses that you think once a season, maybe for a good team. But the idea that these kind of losses at this level are happening in just the last two weeks tells you that this is the most erratic season we've had for a while. So, right off the go, the Super Bowl favorite had one of the worst losses of the season. Of all teams, just two weeks ago.
0: The Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending champs, 6.5-1. to They get smashed over the weekend by 10 against the football team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate the football team at this point because I got a big ticket on them to win the East. And for a second, I started thinking, could they? And then I just smacked. I said, no, I don't smack myself, but I metaphorically did. I mean, listen, Tampa's still – I still have trust in Tampa, but I'm not sure if that's just – Oh, Brady's good, right? They got a fit a 44-year-old quarterback. Now, the one thing about Tampa you can be optimistic about is their injury situation is pretty bad now. That can clear up. But as of now, not impressive.
0: Defensively, it has cleared up. They're still waiting on some offense. but it, uh, The cornerbacks? Cornerbacks are starting to get healthy. Yeah, But not Rich, totally. Not totally, but yeah. But Richard
1: Sherman is a guy that got off the scrap heap, right? Him getting healthy isn't necessarily a good thing. The third favorite, uh, L.A.
0: Rams losing to the Tennessee Titans 28-16. They've got a game to go tonight.
1: Yeah, and we'll be talking about it, obviously. But again, these are, this is such a pronounced loss. And remember, first game without Henry, they were over a touchdown favor. It's one thing to lose the game. They got dominated in that game. Now, I know that the Rams' defense played okay, but, I mean, not impressive at all.
0: The next favorites are the Packers and Chiefs, both 9-1, to and their bad results in the last two weeks were probably the game against each other where neither one impressed. The Packers lose to the Chiefs 13-7, to but that was a game where Aaron Rodgers did not play, and the Chiefs were only able to beat them by six.
1: And to be honest, of the teams in the top 10, the Packers are the first that I would say you could say pretty easily throw out the game without their quarterback, and they've been very consistent. And you know what? They have been 13-3 and two years ago, 13-3 and last year for the Packers, and now they're on pace for pretty much the same. But, <clears throat> you know, I would say this. I would say that we could keep the theme going here, But I still think you can say Packers played pretty well, especially considering this. If you assume that Aaron Rodgers is the constant, that he's going to be fine, though it is interesting, he's got like a uh, a hiatus from testing because once you get COVID, the antibodies or whatever, but the day after the NFC Championship game, Mike Florio was talking about this, is his next scheduled test. So think about that for a second. Imagine if he you know, picks up a bug or whatever, or, or the bug, and they win the, they win the championship game, conference championship, and then the next day or the day after, I can't remember, Monday or Tuesday, it's announced. Now, at that point, it'd be 10 days. So he would have time. Well, but imagine the build-up with like the next test coming like the Saturday before the game or whatever. So very interesting. But let's give the Packers a pass. Chiefs, listen, we can good.
0: I was gonna say the Packers. I mean, it was three to nothing with Seattle in the fourth quarter yesterday. They, they did not look like what they've looked like listen, most of the season.
1: Well, but the thing is, when 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 Aaron Rodgers is rusty because he's, I mean, had you know, he it wasn't some close contact. He had, he had. COVID. The fact he's a little run down, a little rusty, and they still win, and the defense steps up and dominates. I mean, that's the first shutout during LaFleur's you know, tenure. To me, net-net, I'd much rather have – if your biggest problem is Aaron Rodgers in your Green Bay, you're feeling pretty good. You have to be. Because the defense has been the problem. Rodgers has been the constant. And now it feels like if the defense comes around, what don't they have?
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller,
0: along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Mather Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week, explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the fifth hour with Ben Mather on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Arizona Cardinals 10 to 1. They lose to the Panthers 34 to 10.
1: Now, just to close up the Chiefs real quick, you can say, well, the Chiefs have won. Yeah, you're right. They've won two games, not even covering the spread against a Green Bay Packer team with Jordan Love leading the way. I'm not impressed. But if we just extend it back realistically and look to the Giants game, that was a disaster. And, and I get it. If you win, it's not a total disaster. Come on. The question is, who's going to win a Super Bowl here? Not if the Chiefs are above average. They're above average. They haven't played it all season, most of the season, but they still are. But are they a? Super, they're the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl. The, I mean, you only get fifty percent more if you take the the Bills or the Bucks at six to one, six and a half to one, and the Chiefs are nine to one. They're saying they're right there sniffing. The Rams are seven to one. Are you really? T- the Packers are nine. to You tell me the Packers and the Chiefs have the same chance to win. This is just more love for Kansas City because we remember the past. remember the – oh, by the way, they only won one Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, they were one throw from Jimmy G away from not even winning that one. Continues.
0: Cardinals, 24-point losers to the Panthers this weekend.
1: All right. To me, losing – they were seven-point favorites with their backup quarterback. Now, you can say that isn't what this team is. Okay, if it is is only Kyler Murray, then my point would be he's fragile. And to expect him to last a whole season – he just hasn't been able to do that and what impressed us so much was even without him how good they were but this was not only a loss but a, a, a destruction against the carolina team we had no idea if the, if they were how hard they were going to play now obviously cam inspired them i'm not impressed with the cardinals performance are you
0: no as great as the Cowboys looked this weekend, just a short week ago they were getting crushed by the Denver Broncos, thirty to sixteen, and even that score is kind of a lie.
1: With four, wow, well, deceiving. <laughs> With four minutes left, it was thirty nothing. Yeah, I. We don't need to really say much more. Now the Titans are the one team that have nothing. You you could say, oh, they they didn't cover. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about boy, they're bad. You know that kind of reason. boy, they're, they're bad. When have we said that about Tennessee? Well, 5 6 weeks ago against the Jets, but why are they 11 to 1? They're they're the favorite to be the number 1 seed right now, which means a buy. Like who who's going to get the number 1 seed? Maybe the Bills, but they got head-to-head head against them. Yep. So Titans are a big favorite to be the number 1 seed and they should be 11 to 1 in the easy AFC. They're going to be hosting who? I get it. Maybe if KC goes there, it's going to be a tough game. Baltimore could play him tough. Buffalo could play him tough. But I don't see Tennessee not being fake. I think Tennessee's favored at home against all of them. But at least they're not an under. Maybe it's pick them.
0: I agree. And that's probably just with Buffalo. and Maybe KC. Depends on what yeah. KC's doing at that time. Yeah.